Is what that annoying? Eating? It is a little bit. <laughs> I'm eating this, uh, this here young cheese sandwich. A cheese sandwich? I'm eating me a cheese sandwich. It's just a piece Dang. of cheese in between a bread bun. A bread? Just a piece of bread? <laughs> is it like good cheese or... Yeah, just like a slice of pepper jack. Yeah, sweet. You know, you get in the big, like, packs where they have the slices. It's yeah. not like American, although I'd eat some American cheese, too. But pepper jack is pretty good and on a wheat bun, on a Pepperidge Farms wheat bun. Mm. Hamburger bun. I made turkey burgers the other day. Ooh, turkey burgers are good. Yeah, it was real good. I was even thinking if this like takes off and she's like, hey, you should move out here and blah, blah, blah. We can Sam pick you up with this, this and that. I was like, it's closer to L.A. for sure. Yeah. Sam. San Fran would be cool. It's expensive as fuck. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to like, I'd have definitely. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about there's a warehouse H&M job that's been, like a bunch of jobs opening in New Jersey. Uh-huh. I've been thinking about doing that just to get the fuck out of Cincinnati ASAP. Yeah. So. You're pretty sick um, of it by now. I just don't like retail, man. If I can, I like H&M. Oh, right. yeah. Like the company's really good. Like the benefits are nice. The pay's great. You know, it's, you know, I get like $900 every paycheck and like the work's not that hard, but it's just like, man. The customers and my boss are just killing me, man. They're like killing yeah. my soul slowly. Yeah. That's and what jobs I, do to you. And I just figured like a warehouse would probably be more laid back. I'd probably be able to like put in my headphones and like listen to that to driving all night long, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've been speaking of which. <clears throat> Welcome to Heavy Rotation, motherfuckers. Oh, hello everyone. This time around, this is Stefan from Superhouse Podcast, joined alongside my buddy Maddie from the Superhouse podcast, <clears throat> and we were having a little conversation, didn't mean to derail it there, because I think it was going really well just for sake of having conversation, but today we're going to talk about the At The Driving album. Um, we had another episode recorded and ready to go uh, about on the Gorillaz album and Touche Amore's uh, Stage 4 yeah, album, correct. Um, but the audio from that one was all janky as hell. When I went to edit it, I don't know why there was a lot of like crackly in and out um we had some storms here in in colorado this last week and the week before we had some rain and stuff like that and the clouds building and blah 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 and i've noticed that the wi-fi is shittier when there's weather so <clears throat> i think that was a factor in it so after the at the driving discussion we'll talk about uh maybe say a couple things about the grills and tushia more as well um yeah <laughs> I feel like I derailed that whole thing we were talking about before when you mentioned that the driving, but oh no, that's um, totally fine. I was just catching yeah. up for a, a little minute. It's always yeah. nice to do. We don't talk till Superhouse, and we always have a shit ton of stuff to say during Superhouse that doesn't pertain to our daily lives. Yeah. So it's and nice gotten, to catch up with friends. <laughs> it is. It's really nice. This these double as like phone calls for me and Maddie, just like the, hey, how's it going? Yeah. To? <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're gonna get into at the driving, but what were you saying about? H&M, or I guess oh. I finish the thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm ready to just do something besides retail. Like the company, yeah, totally. you know, pays nice, benefits are great. Um, I just, I just need to get out of my current where I live now. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not. Yeah, I'm not Maybe happy I'm here. Like, so, yeah, I like my job, and it's easy. Same thing with you. You know, it's like retail and service are so similar in mm -hmm. a lot of ways especially dealing with people and then dealing with bosses who want you to kind of fit their mold and stuff it's like i like my job but i'm definitely too like this year i'm like i need to start a business like i need to get into business for yeah. myself and figure out how i can make that work you know and with my video and audio background and graphic design and whatever i can do like a lot of different things so i'm trying to think of how to do like an umbrella kind of small business freelance business maybe where i can handle like creative needs or something mm -hmm. um but yeah i feel you man that's why i listen to music all the goddamn time because it makes me feel better about my life 
Yeah, it definitely makes things easier. I think uh, listening to a lot of metal and like hardcore mm-hmm. helps get me through some of the tougher days. The just catharsis. Well, I mean, just some of their screaming, it's heavy, man. It's like, yeah. I, I just I just assume whatever they're talking about <laughs> or yeah. expressing musically is way more intense than what I'm going through. Even it could, it could be even a love song, but they're just screaming about it. And I'm just like, all right, man, I've, things aren't that bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it just, it's like, it just, yeah, you know, it's a way it's, to ba- like bounce off of what they're saying. Like, well, at least I don't have it that bad. You know, like, at least I'm not King 810. Yeah. Have you heard, have you heard that band at all? No. They're fucking crazy, man. They're like this Detroit, Michigan metal band. They're kind of like a new metal band, mm-hmm. but they're just hard enough and scary enough not to be like sub genre like that, I guess. Like they yeah. are definitely kind of like a new metal band, but sometimes they're like, you know, it's decent metal. And the guy's lyrics are actually kind of like interestingly written. It's super dark and fucked up. They're from Flint, Michigan, and all his. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's like body count, but with like a white singer. Um, Speaking and, and of even, my... yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead, continue. Oh, but but I was just gonna say, uh, 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 but scarier, you know, like they're a lot they're yeah. scarier. They've had shows canceled and stuff, and they just released a music video today that only shows on Pornhub. It's like this super <laughs> fucking dark porn, basically. It's like all these women in this dark room under a spotlight. Um, it's really beautiful. It looks really beautiful, but it's all these like porn stars like going at it, and it, you can only watch it on Pornhub, so they're like not gonna pull any punches. And it's a, it's a pretty good music video. It's dark as fuck, but these like five women are like all going at it with each other, and then these two dudes come in when the song reaches this like really heavy, ominous climax, and just pounding at you and stuff like that. And you just see like these. It's like it's artful porn music video all those things married together it was pretty intense i watched it earlier i was like fuck man this is like because the context the music makes the rawness of like seeing people actually have sex like it puts it in a different context it was really like like almost like i don't know even like satanic or something it just seemed like holy shit you see these guys descend in from the shadows on this group of women and they all start having this like orgy pretty intense What's the name of the band? <laughs> They're called King 810. Um, and yeah, just you should try and listen to a couple of their tracks. It's kind of like it's off-putting but also interesting because it's just like it's like a it's like a it's like a you know, you can't stop watching the news after like a mass murder or something. These guys just like the the shock value is 2017 level with this band. This so. is an 8-minute fucking song. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And Jesus. some of their stuff yeah. I like, you know, cuz it's so heavy. And the musicianship is so raw, but at the same time, it's like, where, at what point, like, is this guy just, like, playing a role, or are they really, because they've been turned away from venues for, because they carry AKs with them everywhere they go, they have their bodyguards with them on stage and shit, like, Jesus. apparently they're, they're, like, shady as fuck, and they're into, like, some organized crime shit, or I don't know what it is, but they feel the need to carry guns in the venue, so venues have been like, no, we're canceling your show tonight, because we don't want that kind of shit, we don't want to have any kind of incident pop off, because guns are already there. Yeah, right. So, they're, yeah, they're from, and the dude's shit is raw, you know, it's like, you know, he would have been probably been last or Eminem or somebody if he didn't get into this more metal sound, you know, it's like. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing to check it out. Uh, but yeah, then yeah. that video is like it's so intense because it's like it's a fucking like artfully made orgy in this really dark <laughs> and like really heavy kind of antisocial kind of way. It's really fucking intense. Is the only way I can say it. But anyway, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I've added it. It's it's ready. It's ready to be watched yeah, as soon as this yeah. podcast is over. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a good one. I think. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll might... definitely we'll talk about it next time for sure. Yeah, maybe we should discuss them at some point um, in the future. I was uh, gonna say that I did hear a Body Count song, and that it was yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> like that I shit was, is good. I, that new Body Count, and I was gonna tell you about that or say something about that too. Go ahead. I think we talked about it on the podcast that didn't get uh, premiered yeah, because think, yeah. of audio issues. So yeah. I like was listening to what the, I don't even remember what I was listening to something metal or like uh, i think it was this band called brutus it's like uh they're from uh-huh. they're from like uh fuck man like some scandinavian country and they're um it's just kind of like a white long just kind of like a punk punk rock i guess yeah. is the best way to say it but uh 
it's just like good fast punk and it has a chick singer and she just has a really cool voice and i was like okay yeah i'll check this cool. out and then like they only have like a couple songs up because their album doesn't come out till like friday tomorrow yeah. um so yeah. they started playing like body count and all this other stuff and i was yeah, like this is awesome. a weird transition but i'm not saying no to it so yeah i really like um, that new body count album it's called bloodlust for those listening yeah um i really like it i've listened to it a couple times so far i love where ice is coming from especially now it's like really apropos like their sound and their attitude mm. because of like all the cops and the we did talk about this actually yeah yeah uh, cop killings and stuff all the news and stuff like that really good album for sure good metal um oh yeah the mu- the musicianship on that album is fucking amazing i'd say yeah, if anything like, like backing band yeah i mean i it's kind of like i like i like the vocals over it but they're the weakest part of it yeah um and that's fine i mean it's his band he does what he wants with it and i like the song i heard and i need to listen to more but if i had to judge it clearly off like if i had to give it a negative it would just be the vocals but i would still give that album like after the couple tracks i heard like you know high high scores all around I like how Ice-T, as old as he's gotten, not that he's like super old or anything, or his age now, he's still mm-hmm. hard as fuck, man. He's still like so street and shit. And when he does interviews, he's like straight to the point and like concise and eloquent in his own way. And yeah. um, and then, you know, like when he just talks about like body count, he's like, back in the day we made this band, we wanted just like, I was already rapping about the shit that I wanted to play. He's like, but we should do a rock band and blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, we modeled it after the sound after Slayer. And I basically just did what I did anyway, but just a little harder. And, like, that was body count. And, yeah. And it just fits. And, like, you know, you don't fuck with Ice T, man. You just don't. <laughs> it's true, though. I like yeah. that about him because, like, a lot of times actors and musicians or rappers or whatever, like, as they age, like, the younger generations won't take them as seriously or whatever. Maybe that's just mm-hmm. my opinion or my uh, observation. But he fucking, that motherfucker's still hard as hell. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, like the stuff he's like he's singing, shout, shouting about is really re- relevant to today. And yeah. I think some yeah. some rappers lose street like street credit, quote unquote, because they decide to do like shows or movies or that's all they're doing. And it's like, man, yeah. they're just trying to make money. And I got yeah. no beef with that, man. I mean, they paid their dues in these in this musical genre that's still it's accepted more today. But yeah. when they were making it, it was what it was not accepted. Like you know, I mean. A lot of yeah. people don't don't think rap or hip hop is actual music, which is no. wrong. But you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's uh, I mean, so you know, they yeah, just want to make a little extra cash, man. They got families now, yeah, for kids sure. and, a and lot stuff. Of those actors have gone on to, or a lot of those rappers have gone on to become like really famous actors. Will Smith, LL Cool J, yeah. Who else? Yeah, Ice T, obviously. Queen I mean, Tifa, you know, I mean, a lot a lot yeah. of people don't even know some of these actors as rappers or singers or whatever because they've seen them only in movies or whatever but yeah. yeah um but anyway yeah we'll have to get on some maybe like check out some king 810 maybe talk about some body count more who knows mm. it's up in the air however Truth. at this juncture we've the build has been we've been bubbling up to the top <laughs> and at the at the drive-in album interalia has come out and we've had what like two weeks to listen to it since it came out yeah, it'll Something be two like weeks that. tomorrow. It's been, yeah. it's, been, it's, it's been a little while. We had to stew on it. Probably had to listen to it quite a bit. Um, I'll let you take, take, take the first uh, stab at it. What do you think of this album? I mean, it's probably been about a week. But, um, I okay, so I'm going to say this just to get, get it off my chest because I feel like a lot of people are saying it or thinking it or there's been re- reviews. And I think it's at the, uh, adult contemporary at the drive-in. Now, saying that, I fucking <laughs> love this album. I just think it's... It, it's like if you li- listen to the Anti-Mask album and then you yeah. listen to this, you see a lot of comparisons. And I think for me, this album is at the drive and getting over how cool they thought they were. Sure. And I mean, they're a great band, sure. and I'm not saying that they're not. And I don't. And I think they're all musically super talented. And I'm not saying that that they're not. I just think that there's a point of like just making interesting music just because that's expected of you. And I think they did that a lot with Mars Volta and they got that out of their yeah, system. Totally. And I think their music that Omar and Cedric are making now and the band that at the drive-in is now is to just make fun rock, punk rock yeah. songs, just yeah. stuff that just is fun for them to play on stage. Maybe not fucking shredding 
uh, Cedric's vocals so much, you know, because, I mean, yeah. he doesn't sound the way he does on, like, Relationship Over Command or even some of the earlier At The Drive-In stuff. But yeah. I do think it's reminiscent of all those sounds. Like, I was sure, listening to definitely. I was listening to Vaya the other day, and um, I was like, man, I don't remember them having really slow songs, but there's the one song about that Stole My Fingerprint, totally forgot the name of uh-huh. it, uh-huh. had in my head, and I was like, oh, that's a pretty slow song. Yeah. And, you know, they, they do a, a lot of... Moody ones. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of different stuff, and it's just like... You know, uh, I read, like read some reviews, and I just don't think people, when they're doing reviews, go back and listen to the old catalog. I think it's from a yeah. memory standpoint of how that album felt when they listened to it the most. Like, Relationship Command is one of my favorite albums of all time. I know that like a lot of people, like probably early at the driving fans, probably don't like that one because it's super overproduced. But I fucking love it. I think it's a genius fucking record, and the production value on it's fucking great. I think it's the best they've ever sounded. But, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, when I put this album on, it makes me happy. I'm glad I have to, I have at the oh, drive-in yeah. again. I'm yeah. glad I don't have to... Like, I like Mars Volta. I know you're a bigger fan of them than I am. I've always been a yeah. bigger at the drive-in fan if I had to choose uh-huh. between sure. the two. I think Anti-Mask was a great super group, for lack yeah. of a better term for that. I just think it's a cool band. Uh, I think they're releasing another record this year. Um, so I'm super excited for yes, that. Yes, I'm so excited. That's awesome. But, um, that was one of my favorites. I just, you know, I think my favorite track is Ghost Tape Number 9. I fucking yeah. love it. I love the lyrics. Um, just hold on, let me pull it up on my phone. I was gonna. I'd say my weak, my weakest track is "No Wolf Like the Present." I think it's not a good opener. Uh, oh. It kind of falls flat for me. I feel like it's a little too bare bones, kind of punk rock, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. I know they do a lot of weird yeah. shit in it, but every song after that, I really like. I just think when that one comes on, I'm just like. I'll listen to it because I know we're going to talk about it and I need to say why I don't like it, but I just like want to skip it, <laughs> yeah. you know? I, I loved yeah. all the singles they released. Uh, Call Broken Arrow is like my second favorite track. Yeah, I love that uh, song. Um, but yeah, those two are just the two standouts for me. Um, uh, Governed by Contagions definitely like grew for me because I remember when it came out, I was like, yeah, I don't know about this actually, with like yeah. the clap and the guillotine clap. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. cool, but it's really growing. Like those like four tracks they released like grew on me a lot just having those early. Um, yeah. And everything else is good too. I just, you know, um, those songs are great. I sing along to every song that fucking comes on, even yeah. if I don't like it that much. I just, I got to listen to it all the way through, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I think it's a fantastic album. I mean, you know, I I don't know what I wanted. I knew I wanted At The Drive-In, and they gave me an At The Drive-In album, so I can't be that upset, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. It'll be interesting. I hope this isn't like they like do this and then they break up. I hope there's like they wait a couple of years and release something else is At The Drive-In, and this yeah, just becomes yeah. like a fun... Well, like too, for sure. A, a fun reminiscent band for them, because I, I mean, they might make a Mars Volta album, you know, again. They might yeah. want to do that, yeah, but nice. I feel like they're, you know... At this point, they're getting older. They want to make a little extra cash. You know, they probably got families by now or getting ready to start families. And, you know, they're just trying to make some cash. And I think they're still making interesting music while trying to do that. And I think that's going to be, you know, I don't ever think they're... I think the the interviews I've read with the members of At The Drive and the people who are in that band, I don't think they'll ever make, like, a shitty, like... You know, radio-friendly album. I think we're always going to get a yeah. bit of punk, a bit of chaos, and I think they're going to experimentation. Gonna, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I think we're going to get that till you know they just don't want to do that anymore, and then it's probably just going to sound like a bunch of weird psychedelic shit after that. Yeah, yeah. Some some mix of all their projects and somehow. Or it'll just be Cedric and Omar, and it'll be like an acoustic thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just those two like doing unplugged shows, and they're like in their forties. Yeah. Like, Woo, nobody wants to work with us anymore. Sixties, <laughs> they're like Crosby, Stills, Nash, or something, just writing fucking folk, yeah, working man folk songs. Flee. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what do yeah, you think? I agree. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Like, I'm super happy right now to have an At The Drive-In album to bump. I was driving on the way back home in traffic. I was listening to it, and I was like, man, this is so, like, it's a good, it's a good, like, going into summer album that's not, like, your typical radio-friendly pop hit type of thing. You know what I mean? It's just got, like, a nice, fresh, um, you know, because they have all the ingredients of old at the drive-in stuff. They still have maintained what they do just fine, and they're probably writing songs. They probably went got in the studio and like, let's keep it simple. Let's write songs how we used to, and just go at it. So in a lot of ways, it feels like they haven't skipped a beat. Um, but then in other ways, like I guess what you were saying about like reviews and stuff, saying like uh, adult contemporary at the drive-in or whatever. I don't fully agree with that. You know, like, does it or that? review or critique yeah. i guess 
Um, but it does feel like a much more mature album. You know, I would put this on par with the last Deftones album mm-hmm. in terms of that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's this band that, like, Deftones have consistently kind of put things out at the drive, and you're like, this is their first album in like 12 years or something, probably more. Yeah. Um, and and it feels like they got in there and they made some like solid songs. Um, yeah. I like the opener, like the first. I like, I like pretty much all the tracks. The only track that I don't think there's any track I don't like. There's probably a couple that are a little weaker, maybe like tilting at the Univender. I think is like the third track in. I like Continuum a lot. Um, Governed yeah. by Contagions definitely grew on me after a few listens. Now when that part hits, when the guillotines clap, you know, like yeah. they must have done a better mix or something. Because when I first heard it, I was like, I don't know about this, but you yeah, know, that's my that's my knee jerk reaction. Um, but now I'm like, it flows with the other tracks really well, and I bob in my head. Then um, I like uh, Incurably Innocent is still like that's probably like the shining gem for me. I like Holt's Claw a lot. Call Broken Arrow. Um, Hostage Stamps, the last track was one of the earlier released ones. That one's that one's really good. It's like a well-rounded album. It's like eleven tracks. Like you, uh, you get a bunch of music from these guys, and and they try different things here. And they have, it's the dude from Engine Down, right? Who they've had to fill in from the other guy from Sparta. Yeah, 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 yeah Like you know, you can tell where his additions, where he kind of lies within this new sounding, at the drive-in, and I think that might be you know with with. Omar and Cedric being older too, like that's probably where the maturity level is because all those guys are pretty old, you know, like they're in rock yeah. bands, but they're, you know, they're pushing their late 30s, probably early 40s. Um, I think we're probably pretty close in age to Omar and Cedric. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I feel like they just like rocked out a solid album that they can tour on that they're just about to tour. I'm going to see them, hell yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just going to be not only is it a fun ass album to listen to, throughout the summer you know i mean it's probably going to be some really great live shit that goes along with some of the older stuff and mm-hmm. one thing i really like about this album is it does have those at the drive-in ingredients that are very familiar but it's like it's an album that stands on its own it doesn't really sound like relationship you know relationship is like again to make a deftones comparison like the white pony of at the drive-in albums oh yeah know? agreed and you know you go through these motions of different things wanting to do different things and and i i totally agree with what you were saying about like you know mars volta maybe being this conduit for them to have expressed all this like independence and freedom in their own production and stuff like that kind of coming back in and be like all right we want to we want to be a we want to be a a long touring band hopefully you know we want to make albums and you know definitely make some money off of our sound our thing and like Mm -hmm. as soon as i knew they were on tour i was like i have to go to that show that's the show to go to because who knows they could fucking break up again you never know what cedric and omar that happened last time i got tickets and they like canceled that whole tour and i was like fuck man yeah that's a bummer did you get a refund yeah yeah that's good anyway but yeah solid album all around it has a handful of standout tracks um omar's guitar playing sounds it sounds like it sounds like he let go of a little bit of something and just kept it raw and just was just like he's going wild on some of these tracks and um i like how they don't have his guitar like overshadow a lot of the songs mm-hmm. you know just because it's omar and you know i'm the guy we're the mars volta guys for the younger generation that don't know who the fuck anybody is <laughs> But he just rips, he rips it so fresh, you know, like his style is just like, it's still that Omar style, but he's, that guy just, he, man, that guy just can come up with endless new riffs, you know, it's always his style, but he just can come up with, they have such a good flavor with the guitars and the dude from Engine Down, like kind of accompanying him there. It's like a really good energy mm-hmm. on this album. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man, I agree with that. I like the guitar tone on the, like just the way the guitars are leveled out. Cause I don't feel like anyone's yeah. overpowering anyone i feel like it's a good mix like yeah. i feel like on the last at the drive-in it was you know he was always overshadowing on the relationship of command bit, yeah. and uh, i could i could get that tension if you're two guitar players and i mean that guy might be as talented yeah. in a different way than say like uh omar is you know because i didn't mind those sparta albums i mean they're not i love they're not, sparta yeah they're not my favorite band but that yeah. when, when it was either mars volta or sparta i would just listen to both because that's as close as i was getting to totally, at the driving yeah. at the time yeah. so yeah. and um I you like know it. i i, I like that yeah man i just feel like i think it was said best by uh when i saw thursday uh at the double yeah. door that jeff uh the lead singer just got up there and was like you know we had to get over how cool we thought we were and i feel like yeah. at the driving went through the same thing where it's like yeah. they were at the top of their game and they were like indie like darlings almost it's like yeah, these guys are totally. fucking the shit 
And it's like, yeah. that goes to your head, man. I don't care, like, any kind of totally. success you get that you don't have to, like, work a real job. Like, a re- not saying that making music isn't a real job, but, you know, like, <laughs> right. I mean, it's going to, it would be way more fun. A regular than, job like yeah. the rest of us sucker. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I think once, like, they got out of, you know, at the drive-in, they did their experimental stuff, and then, like, they kind of just died off, you know? Like, I mean... I don't think a lot of kids, like 19-year-olds, would, if I said the Mars Volta, they might know totally. a song if I played something, but, yeah, you know, it's not on the radar, and they're like, man, we kind of want to keep doing this, because, like, it's getting yeah. to the point where, you know, we're getting older, we're going to have to find, we, you got to figure out what the fuck you want to do, yeah. you know? And if that's and I think the case, this, oh, I'm sorry, and if that's uh, the case, I'm, I'm glad that, like, that, that we're, you know, we're aging, and that, that our music is aging well. <laughs> yeah you know. no i agree yeah i don't <laughs> feel like any, I, I don't feel like any band i listen to has made that album yet then i'm just like jesus christ man what the fuck right. were you guys thinking you know like i'm gonna stop listening to music <laughs> yeah it's like well at least this band anyway um right I, I haven't had to do that yet i mean some bands have like have made like less oh, than stellar albums you. but yeah i'm just like you know what I, I i will go back and listen to it and it's like you always have those couple albums like you know, like Thursday Full Collapse, Relationship of Command, yeah. uh, you know, White Pony. Like, those things will never be beaten, but this doesn't mean that those guys don't have other good songs in their yeah. reservoir and, and, and can, yeah. can't make anything good. So, And as a fan, it can be like a pitfall to, like, pigeonhole your yourself, you know, oh, with your tastes yeah. and whatever. Like, especially the bands you like and just be like, you know, I remember uh, I was talking to somebody a while back about 10,000 Days, the Tool album. And they're just like, I fucking love Tool, but they just lost me on the production of 10,000 Days. I'm like, what? You're fucking crazy, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I can understand criticisms of the technicalities of the record or this and that, you know, but there's a a part of me that's like a diehard, and I'm just like, nah, fuck that. That's one of my favorite bands, you know, and if that's their their weakest album, I don't think that personally, but if that is, you know, then, then, then that's just what it is. Um, but I love my bands, you know what I mean? Even Mars yeah. Volta's weakest album, I'm still like, hell yeah, I got a couple tracks on that, that, that in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, I think the bands that we like definitely like make interesting music, even if we don't like the yeah. direction it necessarily takes yeah. the first go-around listen. Because I like 10,000 Days. Yeah. I have like no... Totally. I liked it. I know a lot of people didn't like it as much because, I mean, they were following up a fucking fantastic album, dude. Like, I mean, that yeah, album's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, how do you follow that up? And it's also a very, like, super emotional album. Not that any of their other yeah. songs aren't emotional or anything, but, I mean, it's this about, it's like, mom fucking dying, yeah. dude. Like, you know, and, I mean, a lot of their songs are about uh, just the, the shape of, the, you know, the world and the shit we deal with. And, yeah. You know. Um, Everything you need. I, I, yeah. And uh, I felt like this one got a little closer to home, and I think it needed a different kind of production take. I think it needed someone yeah. else to kind of rein in maybe their thoughts. I mean, we don't know what those demos sounded like, you know? Yeah. I mean, True. so. Yeah. I don't know, but, I, I, but I'm a fan of that fucking, that as a driving record, dude. I like anyone who, like, like I've <laughs> anyone who's listened to it and doesn't enjoy it, I'm just like, you're not a fan then. Yeah, you don't like you, this band. Yeah. Quit listening to it. <laughs> yeah, just leave it alone. <laughs> Take that shirt off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah definitely I mean I think you have to change with your band a little bit I'm not like I mean yeah. within reason I mean you yeah. gotta stick to your guns of what you like I mean if you're listening to like I don't know a metal band and then they start doing like new metal with hip hop it's like ah come on guys you know yeah. but unless somehow I mean, it's like dumb enough to work you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I mean maybe yeah. but uh, you know maybe, uh, yeah. I don't know I just uh, you know I don't I think this has all the things that I like about an at the drive-in record yeah. I just think it's more accessible and yeah. I'd say if this if I had to pick an at the drive-in record that's radio friendly I would choose this one I definitely yeah, think the songs are more sing think, so- like sing along yeah. to um, but yeah yeah man and, I think I think you're I think you're probably pretty spot on with being like you know maybe they had to get over themselves a little bit um because uh, yeah it seems like now like this album is just like a lot of good work it's just like a lot of mm-hmm. solid put in work by everybody involved um, and and it, it sounds that way you know there's heart behind it there's kind of like there's a maturity behind it just like this is what we do this is what we want to do um, yeah I mean I yeah. It's I feel like they're just in heavy rotation. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel like they wanted to make a solid rock, like a like rock yeah. punk record or yeah. punk rock record, something, and within their their skill set, and you know, just have fun. And I can't blame a band for having fun and trying to like get back to get back to things and make a little money while doing it. Um, I know yeah. people always like shit on Green Day, but 
I'm just like, man, these guys find a niche, man, and they make a fuck ton of money. Like, I, that's what you want to do as a musician is just to be able to record music. Do I like every album yeah. they've released since, like, Dookie? No, but American Idiot's a pretty fucking solid <laughs> rock record, dude. Yeah. Like, as a pop yeah. rock record, that fucking shit's pretty yeah. fucking good. Um, so, Mine is Nimrod. I really love Nimrod. But I really, like, when I look at it, it's like... I feel I still feel like Billy Joel sings the same way. His vocals have gotten slightly better because he probably took singing lessons. Yeah. But um, I feel like it still sounds like Green Day. It's just like they have better guitars and better amps and better production value now. Yeah. So yeah, that stuff's gonna sound a lot better. Yeah. And it's not gonna sound like Dookie. It's not gonna sound like a fucking like garage punk rock record. But I don't yeah. think Green Day's like, I don't know, just like quality. The quality's gotten better, but I don't think like anything. Yeah. They still sound like Green Day. I know when Green Day yeah. comes on, you know. And I think that's the true testament of a band. Yeah, I think that's the true testament (laughs) of a band when a band you haven't heard in a while or don't care about as much comes on. You're like, oh, is this New Green Day? Yeah. You know? And people are like, oh, yeah, this is the New Green Day. You're like, fuck, man. They still sound like Green Day. That's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, totally. I I can agree. I can get on board with that. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I listen to Green Day a lot, but (laughs) (laughs) they got got some good tracks. I'm not not opposed to rocking out to Green Day. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, at the drive-in, Interalia, check that shit out. Oh, if so you're good. a fan so already, good. or if you're not a fan, um, I'd say it's also a good album to start with too, and just move backwards through the true. catalog, man. Definitely. Um, yeah. I don't know if I, like I want to say relationship of command, but I think it might turn people off. Yeah. I think we I think it's a harder, a people. lot harder record, and uh, really, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting because I, mean, I, I definitely first... think like guitar to- tonally, it's just like it's a weird fucking like the guitar work on it. It's, it's just a, it's a sonic it's not, assault. It's not for the masses. Yeah, yeah it is. Because yeah. there, there might be some slowdown moments, but. I remember it being pretty intense from the first get-go. Yeah, definitely. It's got a sweet track on it with Iggy Pop. Check that shit out. Check it all out. Oh, Come yeah. On. Listen to the Drive. Yeah, get into all of them. Uh-huh. Their discography isn't even that big. <laughs> yeah. It's like five albums now. Maybe four. Yeah, so I guess we kind of breezed through that. Really great album. Um, we can talk about those other albums real quick. Um, moving on. But I'm going to get up. I'm going to take a break real quick, and I'm going to go grab a beer. Copy. <laughs> all right, cool. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah. I'm back. Cool. Oh, the official sound of heavy rotation. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I'm take a sip of this. Yum! I got a Belgian style pale ale by Upslope Brewing Company here out in Boulder, Colorado. Mm, product placement. <laughs> yeah, trying to get trying to get sponsors, y'all. So we figure if we make fake commercials for products we like, they'll just retroactively give us money. Yeah, or just beer <laughs> would be nice as well. Yeah, that'd be anything tight. free at this point would be fund our thirst. Yeah. <laughs> this is the fun to our thirst segment. Yeah. Uh, these are all the beers we like. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we got we had a discussion that we didn't get to post, right, because of fucking technical difficulties. Damn, damn weather. I'm blaming it on the weather. I think it's the weather. <laughs> uh, but we listened to the fucking new Gorillaz album. Mm-hmm. I just want to start by saying, like, I haven't heard a whole lot of people talk about it. And before I get into my more detailed uh, uh, review or critique of it or whatever, um, I'd just like to say that I think this album is kind of a little bit ahead of its time. And by the end of summer, at least nine of the tracks on this album are going to be, you know, you know, like regular play, heavy rotation, and other people's, like, what am I saying? Like on the radio, like... <laughs> Summer hits, you know. I think it's got a lot of hits yeah. on it, but people just don't know yet. Um, but anyway, you you took a couple listens to it. What did you think? Just briefly. Um, I I the thing I like about the Gorillas, especially like um, their first one, self-titled, and then like Demon Days, is they did yeah. have guests on it, but it was yeah. mainly like Damon Albarn. And I I've been a fan of Blur. I'm not like a huge fan, but I do enjoy Blur's yeah. music. Um, and I kind of missed. I felt like this album was so guest heavy and he would do the choruses and i think that took me out of it um 
But yeah. musically, I think it's really interesting. I, I think all the music's there that I like about the Gorillas. I just think it's too like too too many guest artist heavy. And I mean, you know, maybe this is. I mean, uh-huh. I don't know. I haven't read anything about it, so I don't know if this was like their plan to kind of bring people back up to the gorillas because i know like they're planning that tv show now or the cartoon and yeah. like i'm pretty interested in that because i just couldn't oh, understand yeah. why they haven't gotten one until now yeah totally. you know it's like animated it's such... jamie hewlett's art would be fucking phenomenal i can't wait yeah and um but i i think that's the thing that takes me out of it is because i like his vocals so much and i like what they do as a group and i do because yeah. i mean they're they're some of their big hits do have guest stars on them I just feel like when you get into like four or five guest stars, it's like, man, what is this? Yeah, where um, are the gorillas? Where the you know? Like... Yeah, and that that took me out of it. Um, but I've only given it like one full real listen. Yeah. So it could be something that I could get into a little later. I just feel like there's a lot of good shit coming out that I'm super into sure. um, listening to more so than that album. But I did like what I heard, and uh, we listened to it on truck, so it was like a group of us like doing uh-huh. our processing and stuff. And everyone was really into it. Like, but uh, one a friend pointed out to me. He's like, "Dude, where's the standout Gorillaz track?" And I was like, "Dude, you're right. They always have that like one song, right? Like, Dude, we move, we move yeah. I mean, like, that's what you the... expect with a Gorillaz yeah. song. You have that one hit that like gets everyone hooked on the album, and then you yeah. find out the little gems that are on the album. And yeah. listening through it, I didn't really feel like I heard any kind of gem on there. Um, sure. yeah, you didn't so, have your, um... What was that song called? The very first one that came out? Uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, yeah. You don't have your, like, yeah. Clint Eastwood. You don't have your... Feel Good um, Inc. Feel Good Inc. Or, you know... I mean, I I, I, I told... I can, I, can, I can get behind that for sure. Um, listening to this album, my first couple listens, I was just like, what is... What are they trying to do? What's going on here? You know, like, it's, it's also got these interludes that I'm kind of like, I don't know if I like that. Like, what the hell? Like, where are they coming from? It's very British. It's very, like... Um, <laughs> What's it, it's British in the sense of like uh, what is that movie something party people um, twenty four hour party people Air party people yeah it's got the essence of that which I think is cool because like you know that's very blur you know it's very Damon Albarn you know preserving kind of where he's come from and the kind of music that he's always kind of made and it sounds like a very British club hitty kind of album you know um, and it is definitely guest heavy like pretty much every song on it has at least like one to two guests. Um, that is to say there's so many tracks on this album that I'm like really in love with but it's almost like a soundtrack to a movie that hasn't been made rather than one group's cohesive thing you know what I mean it doesn't it really doesn't feel like a collection of gorilla songs so much as it feels like songs like a bunch of really great songs that have been compiled together and then you find out oh it's it's the gorilla. It's like one guy, you know, like more, yeah. you know, few, a few people, whatever. But mostly, you know, Damon Albarn is like the creative genius behind it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of songs on this. Like when I'm playing in the car or whatever, I'm just like, it's almost like I'm like, oh shit, like this, I love this song. It's on this album. It's from this group, you know? It's like, it's almost, yeah. it's almost like a, a gorillas in disguise, you know? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you do get, you do get a couple tracks where Damon Albarn as the character 2D, who's been mainly the lead singer of the group um, in the animations and the music videos and stuff. Uh, you hear him pop up, like he kind of like, He's a kind of backup in this album. He's kind of like lifting up some of the a lot of the guest performances. Um, but then you get a couple tracks where he's really. There's one called "Busted in Blue" I like. That's really just kind of like moody. There's no drums. It's just kind of synthy orchestral and him kind of singing. Um, and then there's a lot of good like little phrases and stuff that I think are gonna stick in people's head as the album becomes more catchy. And this is mm-hmm. just my theory, this is just my prediction, but I think by the end of the summer, man, I think people are going to really be like, you know, especially because they're going to go on tour too, so uh, I think before it hits Denver at least, um, there's going to be quite a, oh wait, maybe it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> or no, no, it's coming up next month, I think, yeah, or something like that in a couple months, next month maybe. Um, but anyway, I, hopefully, you know, like one thing I just haven't heard many people talk about it and I've talked about it. I'm like, that shit's actually dope. Like I really do genuinely love this album. Um, and there's not, there's very few, uh, tracks that I skip, but there's also a ton of tracks on this album. A lot oh, of yeah. them are, a lot of them are interludes, but you know, when you're passively listening, it's, um, I don't know. Sometimes they can get in the way if you want to hear other songs or you skip, I don't know about this one. Like there's one featuring De La Soul called, um, moments. 
it's a good song, but it's kind of a little annoying and like repetitive. You know, it's kind of like um, it's just not sticking as one of the soothing hits in my in my book. But I really like Saturn Bars, which essentially is just a reggae track produced by Damon Albarn. You know, like it's like this really <laughs> dope, like kind of dance hall track. But it's the Gorillas. You know, it's like so. Yeah. Um, that that artist is Pop Can on that song Saturn's Bars, but I love it. It's so moody, it's so dark and sexy. It's good. Um, I like Submission featuring Danny Brown. It's kind of like a get up and go track, you know. It's like mm-hmm. I could easily see some of these tracks, one of these tracks in the next couple of years, maybe turning up on some like young hip kind of movie or something. I don't know, or God forbid commercials, but I can see that going that route as well. Um, but I, get I feel it. like it might be that surprising, unlike people's out of twenty-one <laughs> schmeckles. I feel like it'll probably show up on a lot of like best of the year, like surprisingly, yeah, like people yeah. like it'll probably be like mid year and they'll be like, Hey, albums you should have been listening to that were glanced over when they first released. Yeah. Because I know they're releasing that. They're releasing like a second disc or a special edition of that album that has oh, 14 really? more tracks. No way. Um, so oh, I, think I, I read that, that too. Yeah. They're so nice. I feel like maybe that'll be the more like gorillas like album or something. Like maybe, maybe yeah, those maybe songs that. don't have as many guests. I, I don't know. I'm yeah. interested to see what that second disc is all about. Cause if they've recorded yeah. like, almost 20 30 songs it's like who knows yeah. what all's on there i mean maybe <laughs> all right, here's all the catchy one. shit <laughs> maybe it's like maybe it's like kid a because kid a came out and i was like oh okay that's all right and then amnesiac came out and everyone's yeah, like kid a is like, so much uh, better but yeah. i was like a much bigger fan of amnesiac than i was kid yeah. a I, so i concur i concur but uh, I, I know i know that you're not the a big radiohead fan so <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna go easy on radiohead for the next little while because i i recently heard amnesiac and i'm like they did make you know who and you and whose army and that's a fucking awesome song. Yeah. Or I forget the one after that is that that. Like, wait, that no, that's kidding. Anyway, Amnesiac is a great album. I heard it recently and I'm just like, you know, they do. They have made quite a few songs that I like, so I'm gonna go a little lighter on them. But they kind of lost. I never, I never really listened to Hail to the Thief. I never like anything after Amnesiac. I kind of didn't listen to. So maybe that's my fault. But um, but. I might give them another chance here. I like hating on bands for some reason sometimes. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I mean, like, it always yeah. takes me, like, a They're little while to get into... It takes me a little while to get into, like, every Radiohead record, because I'll give it a first spin, I'm like, trash! Yeah. And then, like, yeah. someone will be playing it, and I'm like, you know what, this is actually pretty yeah. fucking good. Like, these... Yeah. They're good musicians. I get that it's yeah. not everyone's cup of tea, but, I mean... Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. OK Computer holds a small place in my heart. I love that fucking record. It was... I was not... Yeah. It kind of, like when I heard when I saw the singles off of it, like the animated video for Paranoid Android, and then Karma Police, yeah. and then I heard the actual record, oh, I was just awesome. like, "Oh my god, dude, this is like my shit!" Like it opened yeah. me musically to the world of like electronic music more than what I was yeah, listening to because it was yeah. a marriage of like because I've been listening to Pablo to Honey and the Bins a right. lot, and I really like those records. And then OK Computer come in, and I kind of went, "This is trash." You know, it was in the Radiohead, yeah. I know. And then I got sure. that one, and I dove into it, and I was like, my God. Like, this might yeah. be my favorite Radiohead record. And I know yeah. a lot of people say that, but it's fucking good, man. I fucking yeah. love that record. It, yeah, Kid A was my shit. Uh, Idiotech is my jam. Uh, anytime I'm, like, super drunk out, and I know I'm not going to get laid or something, I'll fucking listen to Idiotech. <laughs> or when it comes on and out. I, I, I reminisce. I was at a bar one time, and it came on. And it was like, I was drunk as hell, and I was singing it, and it was like the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> uh, Idiotech's the shit Amnesiac's got some good stuff You know, here and there I have hated on them quite a bit though I've enjoyed yeah. it too <laughs> <laughs> But um, but I think What was their last album? Um, it, well the new one the Last year was uh, Moonshape Pool and Moonshape That album's Pool, good yeah. It's, it's it really, chi- it's really it chill though Super yeah. chill I, I started hating on them during In Rainbows And I know that got That was like a pretty critically acclaimed album Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people I knew liked it, but it was at the point I must have been going through shit, and I was just definitely like all metal all the time. So I was just yeah. like, "Fuck you and your Radiohead." I'm looking, listening to fucking, uh, uh, I don't know, <laughs> Enslaved or something. I'm just like, "Fuck that <laughs> shit." I don't give a fuck. Radiohead's pussies. Who cares? Uh, in all likelihood, though, or on a side note, that uh, fans like me of like Kid A and Amnesiac or whatever are probably more inclined to listen to Tom York's solo stuff because it's a little bit more of that moody electronic stuff that worked yeah. well on those albums you know so it's like there's a division happening somewhere 
Um, so I don't know. I think I might I might have to go back and listen to some Radiohead and form a uh, fresh opinion. King of Limbs is really good. Uh, when it King first came out, we put it in like when I was working at the record store in like a mix, and yeah. I fucking hated it. Yeah. But like as a cohesive album, when you listen to it straight through, because I was just like, why do I hate this record? Like I don't know. Everyone's loving it, so then I just put it on in the record store, just like all the way through, and I was like, no, this is good. I was just listening to it incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. That's also a factor, sure. Because I mean, you can't have like Radiohead Rise Against, then like a country album, and then like fucking like, you know, anything else we'd be listening to at the time, and then yeah. it's just like it doesn't work, man. It's like. It's like too many mixes of music. Like sometimes you just gotta like sit down and get that album out. Like just listen to yeah. it in in its entirety before you can put it in a mix. So yeah, sure. They I'm looking at it now. They have a lot more music than I've given a chance. I think so. Yeah, and it was just uh, released yesterday or today that Tom York's doing the soundtrack for the Suspiria remake. So yeah, I saw that. Um, That'll be cool. That'll be really cool. Be I very catch interesting. Up on some of those old Argento films. Is that Argento? Dude, yeah. Yeah. Suspiria is the shit. Yeah. Definitely. Some of his stuff well, is hit or miss for sure. <laughs> well, our uh, gorillas talk uh, evolved into Radiohead talk, which is perfectly acceptable here in the fucking heavy rotation labs. <laughs> um, <laughs> but moving on, we listened to an album that Maddie has suggested called uh, Stage Four by Touche Amore. Um, yeah. Which is a band I had yet to listen to until he recommended it to me. What can you tell us about this album, Maddie? Well, it's, you know, we were talking about 10,000 Days about, you know, Maynard's mom dying of cancer. Well, this album is also about a mother dying of cancer. Yeah. Um, and the lyrics really hit home for me because both my grandfathers passed away a couple years ago of cancer, yeah. different kinds of cancer. And, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of the lyrical content just helped me get through some things. I think I was just kind of, like, holding on to that because sure. I felt bad about, like, you know, I live out of state for my grandparents. I didn't see them as much as I wanted to, and that's really hard to deal with when, like, you're seeing them on their deathbed and they don't remember who you are because then you're like you're like oh my god i you know i should have been here i should have been around more and it's like but i mean they don't want that they want you to live your life they want you to go out and do things that they weren't able to do or you know live your life and you know they're proud of you and they tell you that and it's you know it's like a lot of the stuff that like uh he was going through and he's like scream slash sings about on this record just like really hit home and it was really nice to just hear someone like scream it at me (laughs) you know it's like Listen, it's over with. You can't really do anything about it now. The best <laughs> yeah, thing is to do is true. like honor their memory and move on, and you know always remember them, keep them in your heart, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that 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 record really hit home for me. Um, I remember listening to it when it came out. I was in Chicago visiting, and I just kind of put it on and was just like walking mm-hmm. around Chicago listening to it, and I was like not oh, ready yeah. for it. I don't think. I think it hit a little too close to home at the at that time. Yeah. Um, so listening to it again, I saw them live with uh, Thursday recently. So I picked up the LP um, at yeah. the show, and I was just oh, giving yeah. it another spin and listening closer to the lyrics. And just it's just a fucking great record, man. And you know it holds a special place for me just because I've been through some of that. I mean, it wasn't my mom, but it was people that were close to me. Or some people. The thing yeah. that's weird about people that you're not in your family that you don't think you're close to get hit just as hard as someone that you're close to because they've been in your yeah. life you've known them for wow. so long you know and then to not have them not for them to be a staple in your life anymore is very hard to deal with and sure. this record was just embracing all that me being able to listen to someone else go through it and like you know i have friends who've been like oh yeah i've been through that but it's just like hearing it just screamed over music and this guy getting up there and performing it every day i was like i don't yeah. like it's hard for me to talk about now you know but yeah. it's good to get it out let people know and not keep stuff in sure. so you know, uh, but it's a great record, man. And I was, I was just like, you were like, what are you listening to? I was like, oh, I actually have this on. We should do this. This is a great yeah. fucking record. Yeah. So that's but kind of the backstory for me and why, why I like it. I, we yeah. went more in depth on song lyrics last time, but um, yeah, that's true. Uh, I yeah, I'm really glad you recommended it. Um, um, I wasn't sure to expect uh, just because I had never really heard them, obviously, but. Um, Went like right from the beginning, right from the get go. Like the album just rips, it rocks, it's full of emotion musically. It's full of, you know, not that it's not lyrically, but I'm getting there and building. Um, <laughs> I'm, what do they call it? I'm burying the lead. Um, <laughs> but, you know, musically it just rocks, it rips, it's emotional, it's raw, it's kind of like unapologetic and sobering, you know, I think is a good word, mm-hmm. especially, you know, in contrast to Macedon's album Emperor of Sand, which is about like, you know, uh, losing loved ones and death and, and coming to terms with death and getting older, you know, don't waste your time, what are you going to do with it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, in contrast to that album, Touche Amore Stage 4 is like 
sobering, you know, it's just like this shit is real. And, you know, whether or not you want to deal with it or, you know, whether or not you ever thought you would have to deal with it, it's real and you may, it may happen. It's gonna, it could happen at any point in time. You could lose somebody and, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that makes this album like so emotional and lyrically, obviously, super emotional. And the guy is just like, he's raw and honest about it. Um, I don't know his name, I apologize. Um, yeah. And uh, and just like every track is 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 consistent, you know, with these themes and this catharsis of him, like you know, healing through music. Really feels like he's healing, you know. And and um, and you know, unless you're paying scrutinizing every lyric as it goes along, you know, to to piece together all those puzzles. More often than not, you're probably just going to hear the things that stick out to you personally. So like you know, that can be stretched over a broad spectrum of like people healing and hurting and catharsis and stuff like that when i was listening to it you know sometimes like with with music with music like this like american football and stuff like really emotional kind of stuff even raw more hard stuff um, Mm -hmm. cathartic stuff uh sometimes like you know if you imagine about like if you hear somebody's like ranting to you about their problems or whatever you're gonna you're gonna be like quit complaining you know i don't want to hear you complaining or whatever but you know like you have bands like this that are like letting like pouring themselves out onto, you know, and a lot of the, you know, expressing their gripes about society or their life or, you know, where they are emotionally and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's like, yes, a lot of people complain probably, but at the same time, it's like, without music like this, you know, like certain people wouldn't have a way to express that and probably just take their own life or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's just for me. And so I guess what my point is, is that, you know, like, even though I haven't, you know, I actually, my grandmother died recently. Um, but she was, you know, she was older and she just like, her body was just kind of breaking down slowly and Mm -hmm. stuff. And, you know, it's just how it goes. But, you know, it's like, um, there's that emotional kind of content there for me, but there's also, um, you know, you can stretch it across a broad spectrum of like struggles that you may have in life and the imagery he presents and just the attitude towards like, whether or not I want to get through this, I have to get through this is, is so apparent and it's just like so good to listen to as soon as i was listening to it i sent to a couple friends that i knew like you know where we vent with each other sometimes commiserate or or listen to each other's issues just because like who else is gonna you know and we have those friends to do it so i sent it to those friends and one of my friends was like thank you for thinking of me this is like so great i don't even know who this band is but you know like resonates with them and when you sent it to me i was just like what's this gonna be and at first (laughs) as soon as i play it i'm just like oh shit totally <laughs> you know and it's just like yeah. it's somber it's sad these dudes rock i would love to see them live i bet that was such a good show yeah i've seen them twice and they i mean uh, it's just it's good i mean I, I love to see them with better audio uh but uh, uh yeah a great live yeah. band just super emotional i don't know how he gets up there and does what he does with the lyrical content of what he's doing but you know yeah it's a way for it's a way for him to work through it, and like you like you said, like who knows where he'd be if he didn't have this band and what he went yeah, through, you know. Totally. So I mean, but yeah, really I great just, album. My my favorite one of the standout tracks for me is Skyscraper. I really like that oh, yeah. one. I've listened to it quite a few times near kind of near the end of the album. New Halloween is good. The first track is so great. Displacement oh, yeah. is like it's a it's a good album, and they it, they're you know they you go through all these ebbs and flows throughout this album that are just like. They kind of keep you there. They kind of like they want you to sit there. They want you to listen to it. You know, and the musicianship behind it all is is really sharp and raw and, and intense. What other adjectives could I use? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, really cool album. Really great album. Um, it's pretty much all we had lined up for this time around. Any anything you listening to right now, or anything that's been um. kind of slipping in and out of your other heavily rotated albums i started listening to the new afghan wigs album in spades it's okay um oh. i just i like their uh, last one um due to the beast it was like their like comeback album sure. i really enjoyed that um so i wanted to hear this one um what, i've been listening to a little bit of the, um, the new slow dive record they're like a a shoegaze mm. band from back in the 90s and it was like your first record and like fucking been forever um, it's pretty I good. Like I've been, yeah, uh, listen to that band Brutus, which I really like, just kind of like straight up punk rock. I was talking about. Oh. Um, 
So I listened to a little bit more LCD sound system because I never yeah. really gave them a shot. But and yeah. I like, yeah. I liked like one or two of their like singles or whatever. But I never really um, yeah. given them that much of a um, like chance. I was just like, eh, whatever. It's not for me. I want to listen to metal. That's kind <laughs> of how I'm, I felt too. Yeah, maybe I should give them a chance. And then I was listening to uh, this uh, this artist called Perfume Genius. His new record called No oh. Shape. Um, there was just like one track off of, I forget what it's called. It's called Slip Away, and I just like when the single was released, I was like, holy fuck, this is good. But the rest of the album's really slow and really like sad. So, and I'm sure the song's sad, it's just more upbeat. Um, but it's pretty good. Yeah. But I've just been kind of like experimenting with like listening to different stuff. There's really nothing in the like sure. yeah. the metal genre right now that I'm like, yeah. I think stuff's coming out, but nothing I'm really like, yeah. oh, I need to hear that right now. So I've got quite a I got quite a handful, but I'm kind of like been in the same boat. Like there's a ton of new metal albums that I've been able to listen to that I really like, but um, but there, I have found myself being in moments where I'm like I just want to listen to something kind of light right now. Like I'm just I'm in a good mood. It's a sunny day. Like <laughs> you know, like the brooding, heavy hammering kind of sound that I usually like, I usually love, just like sometimes isn't so applicable. So you know, like the Gorillaz album was really nice to listen to. Um, and then Kendrick's Dam for sure was like kind of t- took me away from that. I just found out about Silver Mount Zion, which Ooh. I've never really listened to before. Um, they're kind of like they remind me of like Godspeed You Black Emperor, you know, like this really okay. like they have a lot of like string instruments and it's kind of post rocky at times, really moody, atmospheric, really cool stuff. Um, on the metal side, I've just uh, there's a band called Ancients, I'm sure you probably heard of them or maybe yeah. seen. Um, they're out their first album I wasn't really that into it sounded kind of like to me it reminded me of like not to knock them but it reminded me of like a Coheed and Cambria album a little bit mm-hmm. not in the singing so much as just like the production more than anything it was just like the production on their first album was really kind of like chippy choppy cookie cutter sounding I don't really know how to describe that but it was just like not that appealing to me mm-hmm. um, but I'm gonna go back and listen to that one because their newest album Voice of the Void by Ancients with two eyes um is awesome such a good album uh you know like you're it's like a stoner metal kind of bluesy stoner metal prog metal Mm -hmm. kind of shit it's like to me it like listening to this album it's on par with like um it's on par with like maybe a blood mountain or um you know the way of all flesh by gojira or something it's just a solid fucking album good production good musicianship good singer i'd really if, if anything i'd really like for you to give it a listen voice of the void if anything try buried in the sand as your first track that's my favorite track the second track um really good album so i've been listening to that a lot and then i just discovered i used to listen to a band called uh, made out of babies from brooklyn um they had a female lead singer called named julie christmas terrible name really good band though really great band if you ever had a chance uh ruiners a really good album um all their albums are really good, but they had in broke up. But their lead singer, her name is Julie Christmas, um, and I've been listening to an album of hers called The Bad Wife, which I think came out a couple of years ago, actually. Does but she she's kind of... Oh, go ahead. Does she do stuff with Cult of Luna? Yeah, on their most oh. recent album, Mariner, okay. she's she's heavily featured. She's just a guest, but she's like, that's part, that's like their thing they did together. It's like a collaboration, okay. I guess. Um, but that's how I was listening to the new... You know, I was checking the the heavy metal list, seeing what's good this year, and Mariner came up as one of like the breakout albums of earlier this year, and I was like, all right, fuck, I'll listen to it. And then I was listening to, it, I was like, I know this voice. How do I know this voice? And then I like looked it up, and Julie Christmas from Made Out of Babies, and um, so that Cult of Luna Luna album is really good too, uh, Mariner. But this album, The Bad Wife, is so good because she's like. She's, you know, she's this like metal singer chick, but she also for her for this album, The Bad Wife, it has this really kind of like macabre. Um, I don't even know how you describe it. Like some of the music is like carnival esque, you know, dark and like twinkling, and I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like something like you'd find in some dark carnival or something, you know. And her voice is just, she's like, she's like a like you know like one of those. If you can imagine like the little one of the little girls from The Shining. Um, as a singer, you know, that's, that's, I think that's probably a good description. Like she sounds like that. (laughs) Okay. But, um, the bad wife by Julie Christmas has been an awesome listen. I just, you know, like she doesn't, she has a good voice for what she does and everything like that. But I guarantee you, most people are going to be like, what the fuck am I, what are you listening to this voice? (laughs) What is this? But I love it. It's got so much character and she's just so good at 
this kind of voice that she's been able to cultivate and I'm sure that's why Cult of Luna was like we gotta do something because we have this fucking shit she's awesome she has this really like raspy breathy kind of like emotional she's a great performer if anything um, so those have been kind of a couple things aside from like all the same shit Mastodon album fucking the chemist hunted still listening to that one love it um, my that one band I think I've mentioned a couple times on the podcast Skrekodland yeah <laughs> That's super hard name to pronounce. They just released a little EP called Talisman. That's really, really good. So, cool. any of our listeners, those are my those would be my recommendations and shit that I've been listening to recently. Definitely gonna check out this Julie Christmas business. Yeah, yeah, and and also Batushka. I can't recommend Batushka enough. Liturgia. <laughs> check that one out. Oh yeah, I did look that up. I don't. I yeah. listened to a song and I don't think I like the vocalist. I could not get into really? it, but. <laughs> Um, yeah. I, I mean, I want to give it a listen because I liked that music, yeah. like the music it's, and it's like what really, they're doing instru- yeah, with instruments. Like, but it's bombastic, like I think Russian. It has this very like orthodoxy kind of Catholic kind of motif to it. It seems like you know, which is prevalent in heavy metal. You, know, you can always play on the blood of Christ and shit like that somehow. <laughs> yeah, you know, sins of the Father or whatever. But uh, um, but it also reminds me at times of like Demi Borger. Or, or mm. Cradle of Filth without, you know, not so much Cradle of Filth, but Demu Borger for sure because they have this kind of like operatic background vocal, um, you know, like choir vocals kind of like, and they're subtle. Like I really like that album because it's kind of like, they mix all those parts that are, are nice to listen to and catchy to listen to in a way that doesn't make them seem like total douches. And, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know, it's just a, it's a fresh thing. Somebody recommended it to me at a restaurant and I listened to it and I was like, holy shit, this shit, this shit hits hard. <laughs> so, so before we leave, sure. you know, um, the drummer of Mastodon has his band Arcadia coming out. Yes. Have you heard the two tracks? I've heard one track, and I forget which that one is called. Oh. However, I loved it. Looking, Thoughts, feels, please at, need to know. <laughs> going back, looking at my my saves, because I definitely had a save in my Facebook. We're going down the fucking, using my finger, you know how it goes move down the thing and I'm just stalling for time because it's taking me a second to figure out exactly where I think I Gas Giant was like the big uh, <laughs> the big one that they released yeah it's coming up right now on metalinjection.net great site by the way if you if y'all, blah, 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 if y'all know it um, I just spit on the screen which has made it yeah Infinite End is the one I've seen uh, listening okay. to so far fucking incredible except from like Second one, I was just like, I'm in. This shit is dope. Anything Bron Daler touches, I want to touch. <laughs> I, I think that, so I, like, I, my biggest beef with, like, the two songs is it's the two other dudes singing, which I like their voices, but I love his voice yeah. so much. I was really but hoping you know, he yeah, would vocally you know, front yeah. this group because I heard the music. I was like, holy fuck, if he sings over this, this is going to be incredible. I mean, not that I don't like what yeah. I've heard. But true, that is true, though, because, like, like, yeah. You get it. You get a fair amount of him in, in the last like four albums for sure, but uh, the Mastodon albums. But with Arcadia, like it was almost like yeah, you want to like oh shit, like Brand's really gonna he's fucking struck off on his own vocally, lyrically, you know, which would be mm-hmm. really cool. I'd love to see him and Brendan Small do something at some point. Oh, dude, that, I um, mean, Jesus. For those of you who don't know of Metalocalypse fame, uh, Death Clock fame, anyway, that would be fucking incredible to see them do something. And I'm so surprised that I mean, maybe they have. I don't know. Um, Brendan Small's Galactic Galacticatron or whatever his I forgot the name is Galacticron albums. He's done two of them post you know Metalocalypse and stuff. Those are really good. They're really like spacey kind of like death metal albums. Anyway, off on a tangent. Brendan oh, Small, no. Bron Daler, get fucking together. All these super groups going around, get fucking together, man. That's a match made in heaven, in death metal heaven. Yeah, I was just, I, I wanted to know your opinion because I, I was, yeah, I was <laughs> super excited about this little side, this like electronic yeah. side project, like, I think it's um, no guitars, just his drums with some keyboards and some vocals. And I was like excited, but skeptical. And then I heard it and I was like, man, I might just have to like, I might have to pre-order this and just have it shipped to my house. I might have to own this on vinyl, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Because I was just so excited for the project. I love the cover art. I love the Gas Giant videos, really trippy. I was just like, oh, dude. Uh, Ooh, I want to see the video. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted wanted to see your thoughts because I meant to bring it up last time, but yeah, um, hell yeah. I, I yeah, know definitely. you get excited with a lot of side projects, especially when they're like our favorite artists from other bands. We're yeah. we're usually like, yeah, we'll listen to it. 
Uh, well, that's definitely going to be a future release that we'll be we'll be talking about. Oh, when yeah. fucking, we're going to get to the nitty gritty on the fucking Arcadia's uh, full length when that shit comes out. I loved it. I loved Infinite End. I thought that shit was great. I'm going to listen to it as soon as we get off this. I <laughs> I'm going to check out that Julie Christmas stuff. Yeah. I, uh, pretty psyched. Yeah. Kind of want like some lady vocals in my life. Been listening to a lot of men screaming lately. Check, check her out, man. I like. Remember, remember that track Knife Party on Deftones White Pony? Like, yeah. Oh, you forget. Um, the the chick at the end of that, her singing, I forgot what her name is. She's really talented. I'll have to remember. Uh, I liked her voice, but anyway, she has. She goes. She starts screaming and wailing and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like in a very in a very in tune kind of way. She's like screaming and going crazy in a very kind of like it fits in this song kind of way. And Julie Christmas kind of does a lot of that kind of thing. Cool. Um, but it sounds. I love her stuff, man. I really love that album. Yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, I'm done. Um, like uh, you, you sold me. When you go yeah. off on rants on stuff, it's like I, I have to listen <laughs> like, to it. Like yeah. if you just start talking, and I'm just like, oh, it's been like five minutes. Like I have to. Like I need to know what that sounds like. Yeah, you know. So for sure, plenty of plenty of good shit. Check out the Ancients album too. I really like it. Yeah. If anything, that that um, buried in sand track. Uh, if anything, um, well, shit, mother. Faulkner's, I swear an awful lot. I'm sorry. I feel like I should be nicer to you, listener. Um, no, it's okay. But they like that's the all abuse. We, <laughs> that's all we have to 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 do here on on the heavy run. I'm glad the audio quality seems like it was pretty good. Not a lot. Yeah, of it sounds stuff, good. So this episode should uh, sound pretty good. Um, I'm Stefan for the Superhouse Podcast. Uh, this is Maddie from uh, the Superhouse Podcast. And I'm signing off. See y'all. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.